Well, hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your friend, and your sister in Christ, Georgia Brown, and I am just always so grateful to spend time with you. And today is no exception. Seriously, I love that we can just be so honest here on the podcast. Here's the thing. We gotta be. We gotta be honest because there's no way that we're gonna grow, heal, and enjoy this life to the fullness that the Lord wants for us and has really presented right in front of us if we don't just be honest. And seriously, in my own personal relationship with the Lord, when I got real with Him, that's when He really became real with me. And same with our friends. When we finally open up, when we get honest, get real, that's when the best friendships take root because they really know who you are. And I know, I've been there too, where I'm scared for people to really know who I am. Like, are they gonna love me? Are they gonna accept me? And time and time again, the Lord has been so sweet to show me, yes, I have a seat at the table. And friend, you do too. And today, we are gonna be hanging out with our sister, Christian Bevere, and she is nothing but honest, sweet, sincere, all the sweet words that I can honestly think of. I love her so much. And if you have been a listener of the podcast for a while, you'll remember back in season three, episode 45, we got to hang out with Christian. And if you haven't heard that conversation, that's okay, I'll link it in the show notes. And then also, I was on her podcast recently, The Dear Future Husband Podcast podcast. And so if you want to listen to that as well, it is linked in the show notes because you know all us ladies, we be out here praying for our man. I get it. I'm right there too in that season. But today's conversation really does tie that in with praying for your future spouse and really um, healing, (laughs) healing in this area of relationships and the way that you see self. I'm super grateful for this conversation. Again, it's raw, it's honest, and today we're talking about breaking up with what broke you. It may be a mindset, a place, a person, even a word curse or a circumstance. Friend, we say this a lot on this episode, but I just can't say it enough. Your healing is worth stepping into. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's comparison. You know what? We're going to address all of those things today. You are so seen. You are so loved. And I truly, truly, truly pray that this episode blesses you, heals you, and that you find freedom in this conversation. Love you so much. And you know what? Let's just go ahead. Let's dive right in. The one and only Christian Bevere is back and better than ever. I'm so glad to see you, sister. Oh my goodness. I just love these hangouts. Thank you for having a podcast so we can have girl time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Right. This is when we get to spend our time together. And I love it. I literally love it. And I was so grateful to be on your podcast just a little Mm -hmm. bit ago, Dear Future Husband. Seriously, that was so fun. We had a great hangout then. I'm excited for today's conversation. I know it was fun putting you on the other side and you just have so much wisdom to share. So I want to, you know, if anyone's listening and they're new subscribers, please keep listening to George's podcast because she's adorable and insightful and so genuine. God is so good. And it's funny, girl, I'm going to have to update you offline because we have some life updates since we talked last that I will share with you friends later, but the Lord has not released me to do so yet. But today we are here to talk about Christian's new book. And what I'm so excited about, girl, is we've 
talked on Faith and Friends about sons and daughters. Shout out. We love them. I am. That was our first chat and hangout together. But today we are celebrating your first solo book. Like, girl, you wrote this cover to cover and poured your heart out. I'm sure tears were shed. Break up with what broke you is out everywhere. Books are sold. You know, what's funny too, is I was writing this book before either one of those two I am books came out. So it's been a long process and I feel like I'm my baby is finally here. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay, so tell me the process of this. So you've been writing this for a while. I, I love mm-hmm. the message, and I know this is your story. The tagline is how God redeems and rewrites your story. And I know with that comes your testimony. And honestly, going back to those parts in our story that we may not be proud of, we may not even want to remember or recover mm-hmm. um, and bring into the light, We need to, and it's so important and beautiful to do so, but man, it's hard. So if you've been working on that before the other two books, tell me about this process. Yeah, it's been, you know, the book portion of it, there's just, when you're uncovering something as deep as this, and and, in my heart was to have this peer-to-peer dynamic of this is how, almost this is my redemption story. Yeah. And it's not one thing or a one-time thing. It's just this continual one, I think a trust in the Lord, um, an intimacy with him, but then also just like this trajectory of like deep calling to deep and him like weeding stuff out because he is such a kind father that he wants us to be the most whole we can be. I, I know the <laughs> title can seem a little discouraging of like, wait, <laughs> I'm broken. I don't want to read this book. I don't want to subscribe to that. Um, but it's in that admittance and essentially what it boils down to is just a dependency on him. Mm. And in that admittance, he shows us how to be whole. He shows us how to be, you know, lovable, uh, worthy and beautiful. And for me, it started, goodness, ooh, all the way back in, uh, well, it really started like childhood, high school. And, you know, I delve into all of that within the book, but the portion of writing it came in college where I had gone through breakups. I had been in church, Georgia. I had, like, I had been doing things wrong and right. Mm-hmm. And just it boiled up to this point of like, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. And like, there's so much inside of me that I don't know how to sort through. So I was sitting, no, laying, blubbering on my mom's floor, (laughs) just like processing all these emotions and like realizing some connection points, right? It is a deep dive, but um, getting to this point where I was like, I just feel like misguided in my journey of love, my, my identity of self. I wish there was a better way. So this essentially is my way of helping, you know, girls younger than me aren't even in the same lifespan or older than me that are just like, there's got to be a better way. And I wrote, or I titled it Break Up With What Broke You because I think we can relate to that idea of breakups are messy, they're painful sometimes, but they can be the most liberating experience. And like, there's that point where you're like, I know I have to do this, but I don't want to. I don't want to sit in my bed and cry tonight, but maybe maybe I do need to go on a healing journey. Mm. That's so well, That's kind of a premise of my brain before I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. And I can so relate, man. I can so relate. I remember like a couple years ago, the thought, the guy that I thought I was going to be with forever, you know, and then the Lord saying, no, 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 baby, it's time to break up. And Mm. for me to have to step into that, it was one of the most painful things I had ever had to do 
to this point in my journey. But girl, it was the best decision I could have made. Like for real, for real, I would not be who I am and where I am today without that decision. And there was a lot of pain in that process and in the pruning. But my gosh, I'm so grateful for his promise that he will be there and sit with me through it because I can still relate to this because this was my biggest struggle all throughout my story was I just Mm. never thought I was good enough. I even at such a young age, junior high, high school, I thought I needed a boyfriend to be something like for real. Preaching to the choir. Like, like what? I know for some people, it's maybe being in that girlfriend group and being on the cheerleading squad, whatever. But for me, it was boys. And I know that boiled down to my dad traveling a lot. And, you know, he was there, but he wasn't always there. So I get that. But man, it took me way too long to figure out that that was a lie that I had believed for too long, where too many boys had gotten a little piece of my heart that I had to really take the long way home to get it back. And even last night at church, Christian, there was a couple little girls sitting in front of me and, you know, I don't know, they're probably 12. And I just was looking at them and they're like messing with each other while the sermon's going on. And I'm just like, I just want them to stay that way forever. So Mm -hmm. sweet and so innocent and not, you know, comparing to one another or not being jealous of one another. They were having fun. I could see the childlike faith and wonder in their eyes. They weren't looking for the boy's attention across the room. They were just all there having fun. And so, man, it seems like sooner and sooner we're losing that. Mm-hmm. just because of the way culture and society is. And then we hit this point, and I think you hit it, where you're like, wait, there has to be more. And then you have to go back to all those places, all those wounds. And really a big one is shame. Shame for the parts in our story that we're not proud of. <laughs> but it is a part of our story. And you know what? It can be used for his glory. And so I would just love if you could touch on shame because it is something that really holds us captive. And I know you address this a lot in your book. And so what effect does shame have on the body of Christ? Mm. Yeah, I think we're at a really interesting point where we're actually starting to understand a little bit more of what shame is and how it's playing um, into our our psyche, into our personality. You know, when I finished this book, a year ago, mm-hmm. right after my baby was born, which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of questioning. I was like, man, like I really went out there with the shame. And I, I don't readily hear people saying like, yes, I felt shame or I was ashamed. You know, we have these like more soft words that I think we articulate. Yes, that's what I'm feeling. But I actually went to a dinner two nights ago and you know me, I'm like, let's talk about deep things. I want to oh, know yes. who you are. And these women that I just met were sharing their stories and each one of them said, yeah, I had shame in this area and I had Mm. shame behind this. And so for me, I'm, I'm excited. We're uncovering that so we can own it and move past of it. Like I say in the book, leave your less for God's best. Mm. We have to first identify it, but, um, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to put a finger on and you're actually what you shared. I'm listening with my ears of like what I know and how God sh- show me my own healing journey. I'm like, mm, yep, there, there was something of a longing there. And what we don't necessarily, I think there, there is separation within the body of Christ sometimes where we think this is my sin. This is the way I performed it. This was right. This was wrong. This was not so bad as someone else's. But really, I think what's most helpful for us and actually more true to God's heart, if I can even say so, is is finding out what's the longing behind that action. 
is that tied to a place of hurt? Like you said, mm. even if I'm sure your dad is incredible, but even just the the separation in your relationship can cause questions in you of like, oh, am I lovable? Uh, how do men see me? Is someone gonna love me forever? I can fully resonate with that. Georgia, I didn't even like really want to touch any guy in high school. I just wanted to be loved so bad that it turned into that because I couldn't articulate the inadequacy I felt. I started looking for people to fill that. And then with each longing and desire, you know, the, the envelope would be pushed just a little each time, just a little, you know, this guy's doing this and I don't agree with it, but he's showing me attention. So he's talking to me. Mm. Yes. And it's like, well, it's okay. I can still have that value even if they don't. And we just, it's a snowball effect, like you're saying. As we go looking for things, we forget what we already have inside of us, Mm. that childlike innocence, purity, um, an identity from God. And I think we're we're really trading, exchanging our pearls. You know, the whole verse of like, don't give your pearls to swine. Man, that's not- pigs. Yeah, I don't really want to say pigs. Oink, oink, gross. (laughs) No, and it's like, from a worldly standard, we experience shame. And, and I like to define shame as an inability to separate what we've done from who we are. Mm. So we get in these positions of, I want to be loved. That's a beautiful expression. I believe God really put us, made us to be in relationships, made us to be loved and to love others. But it's when we put it in the wrong box. Yeah. And then when that happens, God's heart is, I mean, his love is so resilient. He's like, okay, that was the wrong box. Come back to me and I'll show you how to put it. But where shame comes in, I think it's one of the enemy's most secretive, deceptive tactics because he just comes right and severs that that rebound, that um, repentance to God's heart. And he says, oh, you're shameful. I can't believe you do that. No one's going to want you. Mm. And he takes the very thing of like, I just wanted to be lovable. And he says, too bad. You're not lovable. You're not enough. You are dirty. You're disqualified. But what I've seen in God rewriting and redeeming my story is he always has the final say. If we can silence shame, we can listen to his heart for redemption. Mm, Silencing shame. And that's really bringing that into the light because the darkness can't overcome the light. So if there is shame that you're dealing with these thoughts of the past and truly the enemy wants to keep us so in the past because that's where he is. He has been already defeated. So he's like, oh, just stay there with me and be miserable with me too. Yeah. He wants your future because he doesn't have one. (laughs) Come on, sis. And we're not going to let that happen. We're just not. And so we have to break up with it. And, And that is hard. And it takes... Um, stepping into hard conversations and into awkward moments. But really, like you said, like we're all longing for something and we go searching for it in all the wrong places. For you, it may not be a guy. That's our story. But man, what it is, is we're all looking for the love of the father in all the wrong areas because that's what we were created for. We were created for that love and that love won't fail us. And that love is not one that comes with shame or condemnation or even comparison because that is another big one for me. Mm -hmm. Even now I'm like, oh, she's way skinnier than me. Oh, she's prettier than me. Oh, like we're just at different points in our story at the same age. Am I not enough? Like for real. And when we start looking around and not looking up, we really start looking inward and down and we need to pick our chin up, like keep your head up, look up, your redemption draws nigh. Like, man, when you were in high school and in college and then realizing, wait, there should be something more to this. 
What were the biggest lies of comparison that you were believing? And then at what point did you decide, okay, I've fed into this for too long. I'm actually kind of sick of myself at this point because there has to be more to even me. Like I, I'm an, I'm enough when I look in the mirror, like I'm beautiful, but we have to believe it. And it's a process. You know, what's actually really funny. And I didn't equate this in the book to comparison, but now as you're saying this, I kind of went, Oh, aha. I saw a video from my now mother-in-law before I ever knew her, before I knew she had sons that were um, available. Available. (laughs) And one is yours (laughs) and the father of your child. (laughs) Hello. Claimed him. Um, no, but I saw one of her sermons and this is the first video I ever saw from her. Didn't know, didn't know her from Adam. And she posted a video and she said that God does not love his children equally. He loves them uniquely. Ooh. And for a second I stopped and I was like, whoa, 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 this woman is a heretic. Like that yeah. can't be true because if so, God doesn't love me as much as he loves, you know, this girl I'm comparing myself to, or the girl who hasn't messed up in the area I've messed up. But it really was a door opening moment for me because one, it helped me own the mistakes I was making and not sugarcoat them or keep them in my closet anymore. But it also told me if God loves us uniquely, then there must be unique facets that he's put in each of us that it means like we're comparing apples to oranges and you can't equate like what God's done in someone else's life is not going to be... it might be similar, but it's not going to be the same to what he's doing in yours. And if we try to focus kind of what you said on someone else, we're missing how he's instructing us. You know, some of the things that we might be comparing ourselves to, whether it be um, like a body image or whether it be what we've achieved. I think the, we want to look at someone else because we think, okay, if I can just copy that. It's like an instantaneous dealing with the, actually the pain that I'm feeling comparison to me isn't so much of like, oh, I want to be them. It's no, I don't want to feel less. And I don't want to feel again, it ties back to shame, which I think is the blanket of so many of the things we deal with. But if we look to God instead, he can say, Hey, why do you feel that way? Can I like speak blessing over you? Mm. Um, maybe he wants to, um, do something in your life of like, okay, well, I feel creative, but I don't know what my purpose is. Maybe he's like, well, come on a journey with me so I can get you there through a healing. I can show you how beautiful you are. Maybe maybe you're scrolling on Instagram comparing yourself. And he's like, if you would just get some sleep, you wouldn't have so many dark circles under your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be feeling um, you know, less than. And um, so there's like simple ways that I think in just the redirection, that's already a healing journey. But then there's just also these deep roots. Like for me, I know coming from the background I did, I had people speak things over me of like, even my forehead, I had bangs for your, your bangs are super cute. I'm looking at them right now, but I had bangs for years because I was like, I have a big forehead. Like I can't, Mm. I'm not going to be beautiful if I show my real face and just like little things that I think we often, whether it be a traumatic response or just something that someone said lightheartedly, but it hit deep. Yeah. Like the things we deal with as adults often have a root. And if we're brave enough to, to go after them, to break up with them and like get the toxic relationship out, we're going to feel so much more whole and operate from a place of authenticity. Mm, Yes. You're worth stepping into the healing and we get as much healing and freedom as we want in this lifetime. If we're willing to step into it with our father, or we honestly cap ourselves 
where we just stay all bottled up where he's like, there's more. And I think too, when you mentioned the scrolling thing, it's like what you behold, you become. And if I'm just scrolling and scrolling, comparing, honestly living in a virtual world and not living in the fullness of reality around me, man, I'm going to be so empty. But if I put down the world and I pick up the word and I start to mirror that, That's when I love myself the most is when I'm not in the mirror the most and I'm not on my phone the most. It's when I'm in the secret place with my father. And it was so funny, Christian. I I went to a girls camp uh, a couple weeks ago and led worship. And I met these girls, the 11th grade group, that they were in the woods for a week. And I was like, okay, I would last maybe half a night. Like I wouldn't, that's just not me. Like you will not see me out there. If I get one mosquito bite, I'm like, okay, goodbye. Going back into the air conditioning. But these girls were out there for a week. They didn't have a watch and they didn't have a mirror. Like they just followed their counselors and they were just there. And the girls said, they said, it was the strangest thing a week later to look back in the mirror for the first time. Mm. And I was like, Whoa, because for a week they just got to be them and there was such freedom, you know, they couldn't even like put on their makeup and get their mascara on right. You know, they were just out in nature with other God's girls. And so it's just so sweet that even breaking up with the mirror for a little bit can Mm -hmm. realize like what has been holding you back and it's things that you may not even realize. And so I'm so grateful that you wrote this because as you're writing these things, I truly believe it's going to uncover things in our hearts that we didn't even maybe know that we needed to step into like the obvious things, of course, but then the things under that, that it's like, maybe this is the underlying thing. Maybe it really is the comparison that is making me act the way I'm acting because truly, girl, we be bleeding on people that didn't cut us. Ooh, yeah. It gets messy. It gets messy. And you know what's a little caveat in that is often it's laced with good intention. So we don't realize it, but we are bleeding from a pain point that if we don't, we don't acknowledge where the bleeding is coming from, we can't stop it. And Mm. as much good intentions as we have, as much as we love the Lord, if we're not living from a place of being loved, then it's just messy regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And that will trickle into your relationships that Mm -hmm. you, that the one that you've been craving, right. And all those places before it'll trickle into that when the promise does come. Yeah. I mean, we like to have the idea, especially like in the Bible belt of once we get married, we become like this elevated version of ourselves. Everything within us that felt inadequate is now touched by love. I'm going to be honest with you, all the single girls out there, all the dating engaged, when you get married, you just expose yourself further because you're becoming one with someone and to be in tandem, they have to know you intimately. So if there is pain points, there's longings, there are places where you're bleeding out, like you're inviting this person into it. And yes, like the beautiful dynamic of a marriage is like two people that love the Lord, you get to do life together, but it doesn't just go away. Mm. And I started this healing journey before I met Arden. And I'm really thankful because I got to work with God of, you know, some of the things I was dealing with, but I carried some of it into my marriage too. And it was, I had to work through it. So it's not something where we can just like hide it away. And like, you know, I, maybe I don't feel fully loved, but when I meet that guy, I will like, let God make you content in singleness, not because you have to be okay with being single, but because like, that's the root Two whole people 
make a covenant together. And like God is within that. So like let him in from the get go. Looking for a way to deepen your prayer life and connect with God on a deeper level? Check out Hi God, It's Me by Georgia Brown. This inspirational guide is packed with selected scriptures, prayer prompts, and fun activities to help you engage in meaningful conversations with God. In just 20 days, you'll discover the power of using the Lord's Prayer and how to make prayer a lifestyle that you can enjoy every single day. So why not join us on this journey towards a stronger, more fulfilling prayer life? Get your copy of Hi God, It's Me by Georgia Brown at dayspring.com today. That's what I would have done if I could have done it all perfectly. No, truly. And because I was going to ask you, what was that like transitioning from like, okay, I'm good. Like truly, we think we got it all together when it's just us and God sometimes because we don't have to maybe confront some things that another person coming in from another angle may see and pull out in us. And so when you and your husband did become one and you stepped into marriage, how was that? Um, healing journey then? Because it's a new part of your healing journey because there are promises fulfilled, but there's also pruning as you guys are coming, becoming closer. What did that look like? Yeah. At that or point, looking I- like. <laughs> right, right. It's a journey. Uh, I really had to take, you know, there's so much that happens internally. We process it. We identify it. it comes into our head of like, okay, I'm working on this and working on this. And then it has to come to our heart. I feel like I had maybe like 50% in my heart and 50% I still was thinking, but but how is he going to react to those skeletons in the closet? I know the Lord's in them now, but like he's, my husband still has to learn about him. Is he going to look at me differently? Is he going to see me as less than did, did I trick him somehow? And he thought I was a better holy woman than the one he's getting, but you know, it's really special. And I don't like to say this very openly because it can come across a little different, but we were praying hard in our engagement season. Like, okay, we want to do this well. We want to be fully transparent. Um, and I prayed like, God, like one, give me the grace of how to explain this from a way of like authentic transparency, but also as triumphant and knowing I'm no longer that person and like, give me a heart for him as well. And in that prayer of like, give me a heart for the other person, we came to this conversation both almost knowing the other person's past story before we mentioned it. And like, I've never experienced anything like that to where he shared stuff that I would have never known. And I was just like, I know. And then same thing. And I was like, how did you know? Like, are you, did you hire a private investigator? Like what's going on? But um, I really just think like God graces you for that. Like it, it is a sowing of souls and a mingling of souls when you come together. And like when he's in it, he shows you how to like, it doesn't become friction and it doesn't become like a jigsaw puzzle. It just like fits so purposefully and like peacefully. And like, yes, there's uh, that first year of marriage. You just learn a lot. You learn <laughs> how to live with a guy. I came from all sisters and I was like, you put your toothbrush where you left the toilet seat up where, <laughs> ah! um, but, but yeah, he really graces you for that. And, uh, I've just been thinking too, over the last few minutes, envisioning the person listening to this and you know when you're dating the wrong guy and you like almost go on dates with him outside of the house or you really don't want him to meet your parents yet or you don't want to necessarily hear your friend's advice because in your gut you know they're going to point out some red flags or they might say okay that's not the one for you I think we're almost at that place within ourselves you know at, at large it is this 
a society of women of, we know there's some things that we can weed out because it's just not serving us some things we need to break up with that. It's like, well, maybe we're scrolling because we don't want to hear that voice. Maybe we're not letting friends into that area. We're keeping it private because we don't want to expose it, but there's a verse. And I want to say it's in first John. I need to look it up, but it says um, the wicked hide from the light. And essentially I'm paraphrasing here, but the righteous show the light and let the light in because it's freeing. Hmm. And I want to encourage anyone listening, like it can feel painful just to turn the light on. But as soon as you do, like God's not judging you, he's not going to point out all your flaws. But if you have that gut feeling of maybe I I just can't sit alone at night or I can't let anyone into this area because it just feels all encompassing and overwhelming. That first step is often the hardest, but it leads to so much freedom. Hmm. So don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. Don't be afraid. I love that. I've been there. I've been there where I'm like, oh, I know this is not it. I I know. But I was afraid to be alone or to confront those feelings and to go to the root. But when I did, man, I wouldn't be who I am without him and stepping into that healing. And so, friend, you're worth stepping into the healing. Your future, your children, your future children. My goodness, like the next generation that is going to be, you know, birthed and coming alongside you, man, oh man. And so, man, Christian, to those sisters that are like, this is all great and all, but like, I still be praying for for that man of God, you know what I'm saying? And I Mm. feel like too, Christian, this area of prayer can sometimes seem the hardest Because it is something that you are praying for that is another human, but you don't see it. And, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. So when we're praying, like when we finally meet this man, it's like, my gosh, is your name Faith? Because I've been praying for you and I haven't been seeing you by sight. But here you are by faith, my stars. And and it can kind of get discouraging. But and we pray puppy dog prayers like, oh Lord, I hope you come through in this area. If only it would be this amazing. When Christian, girl, I've had this revelation where it's like, okay, this is the area that reflects the Lord the most, the mm-hmm. most on this side of glory. This is what he wants for us. He wants us to have that connection and that love and that unity and that mirror of heaven. Marriage is a mirror of his love for the church. So it's like, my stars, we need to be praying more intentionally and more confidently um, in this area, I do believe. And so as you are praying for your future husband, and now you're walking with that living prayer, what would you encourage our sisters to be praying? Mm. I would encourage you to pray past the wedding high. I want you to pray for your 20 years with this man. I want you to pray for his fatherhood. I want you to pray for your partnership in the highs and the lows. I think we, we pray around the finding like, Lord bless him. I hope he's doing good. Help him mm. find me. But that let's be real. That part of the relationship is almost euphoric. Like there's the highs, there's the excitement. You're giddy. You're getting married. You've had that wedding planned on Pinterest for forever. Uh-huh. And like bless that because it's it's such a beautiful part. I don't want to downplay that, but I think we already know. Like that's a great part. 
but where marriage is a testament to, to God's goodness is like in the hard times. It's in the, we've been married for 30, 50 years. It's in the, we've raised little humans together. We got past the newborn stage. We've cultivated a partnership. Like we've made it through things we shouldn't have made it through. Mm. So like, if you're praying one for those things, like I believe there is going to be a grace that covers you when you're in that portion of your marriage, but also like it heightens your vision for, I'm not just looking for a tall man that goes to church and loves me and thinks I'm cute and opens my car door. We are looking for those things. Don't settle on those, but you're praying for someone that is going to be of character, who is going to have integrity, who is going to be a leader. And when you bless that and you speak forth that part of your marriage, you're going to know when you go on a date and he's, he's not treating people nice or He's not, um, he says he wants to be pure with you, but he's not honoring your purity. You're going to know this is not the man I prayed for because the man I prayed for mm. is my partner. He, he guards my heart. He protects me. He leads me. And so I think you're, you're getting a twofold here, a double blessing of like, you are um, enhancing this portion of your life. And you're saying, God, this is the kind of marriage I want because this is the kind of marriage that's going to honor you. And, and then bless this before we're even, before the ships even sailed, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what makes it to the other side of the harbor, but then you just also know you're, you're less tantalized, um, and enticed to settle because, because you know, like if God, if marriage for is on the books for me, if that's in your plan, I know it's going to honor you. I know I'm not going to settle. I know I'm not going to, um, compare myself to someone else because like this, you've got a man. He's got a name. He knows my name. He's got a ring picked out one day. Like, I'm not going to compare. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to have regrets. I'm just going to have vision. Mm. So that would be my advice. That's good. Pray with vision. Long vision too. Not just mm. right yeah. in front of the wedding Pinterest board. I love that because I found myself just just praying those prayers of like, oh, Lord, I hope you're with him today. Like, And then I started praying like head, shoulders, knees, and toes kind of way. I was yeah. like, Lord, be with his mind. I just pray over his shoulders that he would know that the, the yoke is easy, the burden is light mm -hmm. with you. And then knees, I'm like, bring him to his knees, Lord. Cover mm -hmm. his eye. Like just body part by body part of like, yeah. Lord, bless this man. But you're right, the longevity of like raising the next generation, going through the heartache together. Mm -hmm. Champing each other on in your mission of being here on this earth. It is so much bigger than you if you really mm -hmm. get down to it. And so that's why mm -hmm. we have to step into this healing. We have to break up with these things that are holding us back. And so at some points, it's, it's honestly us that are holding us back. The Lord's like, I'm here. I'm ready when you are. I'm just waiting on you. And so God wants to redeem and rewrite your story and you can break up with what broke you and it is available everywhere books are sold by the one and only christian bevere and so sister how can we hear more about you y'all listen to her podcast she's the host of the dear future husband podcast and she's so fun to follow on instagram too i just love her <laughs> goodness i love you but like i can't even add anything on to that you just People are going to have high expectations for me now. Because you're amazing. You are so sweet. Um, yeah, you can get the book wherever books are sold, or you can just go to christianbevere.com because that's super easy way. If you can spell it, kudos to you. Uh, I'm on Instagram and YouTube, and I would just love to connect with you uh, if you're listening. And this is a passion project, so I'd love to hear how it speaks to your heart. 
Absolutely. It has already spoken to my heart. And I thank you for stepping into this space. And we love you so much. You are always welcome here. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Yes. I'll write another book just so I can come on here. (laughs) Yes, please. Can't wait. Well, friends, I'm sure looking forward to that next book she's going to write so we can hang out with her again. Isn't Christian just so lovely? I love that girl, and this conversation was a good one, right? (sighs) You got some takeaways? Maybe some little nuggets that really stick out to you and have really landed onto the soil of your heart. I pray that that is so. If there's anything that really, really sticks out to you, I'd love to hear about it. If you could write us a review here on Apple Podcasts or just send me a DM on Instagram at I am George Brown. I love to chat and I try to check my messages as often as I can. Seriously, I am so grateful for you and your story really is significant. It has purpose and You don't have to stay where you are, friend. We can step into the healing together. You weren't meant to do this life alone. The Lord is with you. He loves you. And you know what? There are people that want to walk alongside you in this journey. One of those being Christian. In this book, Break Up With What Broke You. Now, as your sister and as your friend, Of course, I wish we could get coffee and just hang out all the time, but God has both of us placed right where he needs us in this season, so we're probably in different states or in different parts of the world. But the one thing that we can do together every week is go outside of all time and space and call upon the hotline of heaven. We can come together and pray and go to the throne room and talk to the Lord. So let's do that. I love you so much. And it is seriously one of my favorite things every week to pray for you. So Lord God, we bow humbly before your throne of grace. And I just thank you for the fact that you sent Jesus for us. That you truly sent your one and only perfect son to live a perfect and sinless life. To then die a death, even the death on a cross to defeat sin, death, hell, and the grave, to rise three days later so that we don't have to stay where we are, that we don't have to be walking around dead. We must be born again. And Lord God, I thank you for salvation. And if there is any friend listening that has not stepped into a relationship with you, knowing that you are the only way, the truth, the life, I just pray right now that you would reveal yourself to them by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, I just thank you for this heavenly reality that we can heal because of what you have done. And so Lord, may we get out of our head, may we get even out of our heart and our emotion and be drawn to the truth of your word, of who you say we are. We just rebuke and bind all shame, all depression, all anxiety, all comparison, all jealousy, all self-loathing, all self-hatred, all body dysmorphia in the mighty name of Jesus. And right now we just lose love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. We lose a sound mind and healing and freedom over your people, Lord God. May they receive freely. 
just as it has been given so freely. It is a good and perfect gift from above. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your mercies. I thank you for Christian and for this beautiful message that you have written in and through her for such a time as this. Lord, I am so excited for the healing that our friends are going to step into after this conversation, Lord. I pray that there would be some time that they would just set aside to sit with you and get down to business of what's going on on the forefront of their hearts. Lord, I love you so much and I'm so grateful. And I just pray that you bless and protect our friends until we see each other again next week. Lord, we love you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Y'all, this is just so fun. I love being with you guys. Seriously, you mean the world to me. And I am just so grateful. I literally cannot wait until our next conversation. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. And share this episode with a friend. I'm sure our sisters could also use this. Seriously, if you're going through something, it's not supposed to end with you. It's supposed to begin with you. Bring it into the light and share. Because, man, the enemy can't have it if it's brought into the light. And you never know if your sister is secretly struggling with the same thing. So you might as well just share. That transparency breeds transparency. And so instead of putting up a wall, break down those boards and use that to build a table to sit down with your sister friends and be able to better do life together in freedom. That's why we're here, right? To grow in our faith with our friends. Well, alrighty. I love you so much and I sure hope to see you again soon. But until next time, please do not forget there is a song on your heart. Only you can sing. Your voice is important.